Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How you day? How you day? This is episode 500. Five freaking hundred. I can't believe it's been 500 episodes. Can't believe that we've been on this journey together for 500 episodes. That's almost seven years. I started this podcast in 2014. It officially launched in the middle of August 2014, I believe. And we are in 2020. This is March. Now, I wanted to spend this episode reflecting on just what's gone on for the last, you know, six years or so. And it's been interesting, you know, even given the context of what's happened today, it's really been interesting to see just how much can happen when you decide to work on something that you feel is your passion. And uh, not many of you will, will notice unless you really, you know, listen to every episode. But when I started the episode, when I started the podcast, I was just a year removed from moving, from leaving Virginia. I was in Virginia at the time um, and I had moved to New York City. So I was, you know, in the middle of my, uh, I want to say my first semester my MBA program here at New York City. And so I had left Virginia. I was here, didn't quite know what I wanted to do for my career. I was going to school for marketing uh, and communications. That was what I was getting my MBA in, uh, those two concentrations. But I, you know, I was always seeking. You know, I just had that near-death experience, which caused me to move. And I, I wanted to really do something with what I felt my gifts were, which is connecting people across cultures. And every place I'd applied to, every place I showed interest in working with always seemed to tell me that I was young, <laughs> too inexperienced, too naive, too idealistic. And I just started to get really frustrated because I really felt like I had a lot to offer given my personal experience of, of, of living in different parts of the world. So I just said, you know what? I listen to a lot of podcasts. Let me launch my own podcast. And I dove into research uh, and, and I just started looking up how to make a podcast, how to record one. And I took this course and um, I started reaching out to people who identified as third culture kids. And third culture kids, if you haven't uh, heard me say it enough times in, in, throughout the episodes, referred to people who spent the formative periods of their lives outside of the parents' culture. You know, my, uh, they usually are army brats, missionary kids, diplomatic kids, or anyone that really just grew up in multiple parts of the world. I grew up as the son of a diplomat, and so we were always moving. And my idea at the time was to teach people how to embrace their global identities, to show people uh, through my guests that there are multiple lessons that we learn that we can share with the world 
because I felt like, you know, and I still feel like the world is divided and a lot of people focus on different dividers and sort of uh, things that you can unite us. And so I was just curious, like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? And so I reached out using hashtags uh, to find people on Twitter. I used hashtag TCK, hashtag Third Culture Kids. And I reached out to people who identified as Third Culture Kids and I said, hey, I'm launching a podcast. Would you be interested in being a guest? And as someone who's faced a lot of rejection, I was surprised when I got a, a lot of yeses. You know, the amount of yeses began to roll in. <laughs> and a lot of people started saying, yes, that would be great. No one talks about our story. This is interesting. <laughs> and, and that felt really good to hear. That felt really good to hear because uh, it felt, one, validating, but it also really gave me this level of accountability because I put it out there. And I think that's something that uh, I want the audience to really uh, know is when you say you want to do something, find ways you can set up levels of accountability uh, so that you will do it and complete your ideas. If you have an idea to do something, complete it. It doesn't matter if, it's, if it works or if it doesn't, just complete it. And so I did that. And we started, uh, you know, we started recording. I, I record most of my interviews, you know, more than 90% of my interviews are via Skype. So it was pretty easy to access people in different parts of the world. And so it was different time zones. I'll be going to school at night and randomly interviewing based on the availability of the guests, you know, and they were from different parts of the world. And we talked about identity, race, uh, you know, diversity, inclusion, way to build your brand, you know, ways to build your brand and, and multiple stories uh, that came about from our pain and our positive attributes. So, you know, we went through the, the gamut and, and the spectrum. But then an interesting thing started to happen with the podcast. People that didn't identify as third culture kids, you know, started to listen to it and said, you know, hey, I'm not a third culture kid, but I do have a story to tell. And in the process of of listening to that, I, I, I just, I was humbled because I never even thought that the audience could be wide. <laughs> I, I didn't know what the podcast would be initially beyond a community of people who were interested in cultural, uh, cross-cultural topics, but people started to find themselves in the story and people started to, to want to share their, their stories. And, um, as you know, I'm a writer. I, I was, I was, I was always writing and I still do write actually, but I was writing in addition to putting out the episodes and there was, uh, a song by Nico and Vince and um, the two Norwegians, uh, black Norwegians. And I remember, you know, loving the song because I love the lyrics. I love their artistry. Uh, and I dissected the song. I, I did. I decided I had this idea to dissect the song uh, and using a blog post. So I went through lyric by lyric and extrapolated the meaning to that and said, that's what the world should be. Right. You know, the song was talking about how how they were questioning themselves for being wrong to want to express their individuality and to go against convention. That's who I've always been. And so I, I was basically dissecting the song and I ended the episode, uh, the blog with, uh, um, I think we should all learn how to use our differences to make a difference. And I didn't think anything of it. I just sort of left it. <laughs> and once I got, once, you know, once I took some time to reflect on it, uh, you know, the, the, I guess I hit send and I took some time to just uh, do whatever I was doing. I came back to see comments and I was looking at my last, uh, the last line I wrote and I said, whoa, that's a powerful, powerful thing right there. Use your difference to make a difference. And I didn't have a mission statement up until then, but I said, you know, that's a powerful thing. What if I made that, uh, you know, 
my mission statement. And I, I was looking at comments and there was some validation with that. And my mentor, at the t- uh, I was going to say at the time, he's still my mentor. My mentor said to me, um, yeah, I think you should really run with this. Use your difference to make a difference. And that gave me the confidence to really open it up to multiple people. Uh, because at our core, you know, everything that I've been trying to preach is that everyone has something to offer. And that spoke to that, you know, use your difference to make a difference. And I really wanted the episodes to really show people that they can use whatever gifts they have, whatever the individualities they have to show the, uh, the world and add value to the world that they, you know, you know, to that show the world that they, they, they can help it and to add value to the world by helping their communities. And so I started getting, um, luckily the podcast started getting attention and it made a few lists, top something, top business podcast, top travel podcast and things like that. And I started to get pitches from, um, you know, a publicist who wanted to pitch their guests and their, their mentors. I mean, their clients rather. And it really felt uh, good to be in a position where I didn't have to always look for guests. And, and this now allows me to be more selective uh, with, with guests, but also gave me more time to do research for specific guests that I would want to get. And so, you know, sometimes those guests that you're really looking for take months, you know, you have to build relationships. And so in the process, as I was finding these great guests that were being pitched for me, I could, you know, filter the ones that I wanted and filter the ones that, uh, yeah, the ones that I didn't feel like would add value to the audience. And, you know, I started to really grow and, um, the podcast actually led to one of my, uh, actually my first big speaking engagement and which was at the world bank. Someone had listened to an episode or I think someone told them about my podcast and they maybe listened to it. And uh, I was recommended to speak to a bunch of other diplomatic kids in DC. And I got the email and it was something to the fact that, you know, we think you would be great at this because you are a diplomatic kid and you think you could come share your experiences. You know, and, and I never really thought of myself as a speaker, you know, obviously as a kid, you have dreams of, of making an impact, at least I did. And some of it might've, shown me on stage, but I, I didn't really think that I was quite there yet as quite the speaker because I was still just podcasting and going to school. But I said yes, because I was now in the in the mood of doing things that, um, that I, you know, just saying yes to things, <laughs> even if they scared me a little bit. So I said, yes, you know, it was like, we don't really pay much, but you know, you could say it's the World Bank. And I was like, you don't have to tell me that you don't pay much. I'm going because it is the freaking World Bank. <laughs> and so I did. I went to the, I went to DC and um, delivered the speech and I found that I had a knack for it. You know, and this is another lesson I wanted to share with the audience. Doing things that you never expected, or doing things that scare you, or doing things that other people might, you know, point out in you can actually reveal a hidden gift that has been suppressed. And so I found that, oh my goodness, I really have a knack for connecting with people. And 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 I tried to listen to the 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 audience and then the guests more and basically try and figure out if I could use my gifts to teach people things. I didn't think I was a teacher until people started saying they like to hear from me. And so I came up with several frames of references after that talk. And I said, what if I could replicate this to other people and other companies and other you know, audiences? And that became this thing that I would do in my spare time while I'd create workshops, I would create speaking um, and get, you know, basically curriculums, uh, curricula, 
think, <laughs> curricula and and uh, and come up with, with signature speeches. You know, the, my signature speeches for talks and different things like that. And and then I would then just identify people that I felt like could benefit from it. To me, those were education institutions and workplaces because those are two of the places we spend most of our lives in. And I would use my media platforms to further tell different stories that weren't being told. And I started doing that. Uh, simultaneously, I wasn't going to any of the recruiting trips <laughs> that that that, uh, that were being sent to me uh, or for presented to me at Fordham because I felt like I knew what I wanted to do, even though I didn't quite know how to get some consistent income from it. I felt like I'd found my voice finally with this, uh, much to the chagrin of my parents. <laughs> they were a little nervous, as as is the case with any immigrant. You know, if they send you to America, you have one task, and that is to get a good grade and get a good job, <laughs> Prefer preferably in a uh, traditional industry. But here I was uh, podcasting during the nascent stages of podcasting and trying to leverage that into some career. Uh, so I started to do that and I started to be proactive with the, with the pitching and, um, you know, I got a lot of no's or no responses, which, which, which was fine. But uh, eventually um, I was able to get, you know, a few yeses and uh, when I when I graduated, it was a little it was a little, you know, uh, touch and go. I mean, I I got a few consulting opportunities. You know, if someone's an MB with an MBA, they can sort of you know um, lead multiple marketing projects is is appealing to several companies. But it wasn't anything I wanted to do. I worked for a, a few companies, helped them with their marketing. I got fired twice. <laughs> um, and after the second firing, uh, it was actually my mentor who fired me. I, was, I went to work for his company because um, he thought there might be some synergy. Uh, and he fired me because he said I really should do what, he, you know, what I feel like I have a passion for. Because I was working at his company and then I would work for my company. You know, I would go to speaking engagements uh, right after I, I, go for, I, I worked at his company. And it was, it, it was something that he felt like uh, I needed to pursue more. And he gave me the push that I that I needed to to give myself. And at the time, obviously, terribly broke because you you live from paycheck to paycheck. And when you get fired, it's not like you you can figure out the next income. <laughs> and so, um, you know, still podcasting. I've never missed a week since 2014. And I just really decided to finally tell the story of of what I I offered. I I was half in half out uh, with, with my brand in terms of that. I say, you know what? I'm a diversity and inclusion practitioner who works with companies and schools to help them uh, create inclusive spaces, inclusive environments, but also I work with change makers who are trying to find their voices. Change makers like many of you listeners. And based on my offerings, I want to give you something. You know, if you feel like I can offer you something, here are my rates, here are well, you know, my videos here are my, you know, workshops, blah, 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 blah. And I identified the people that I need to identify with HR, CEOs, all those people that, uh, that work with people in companies. And then with schools, same sort of thing, people that are in charge of making decisions for those things. And then I started to think about external ways to get my brand out there. And TEDx was the first thing that came to mind. And so I doubled down on my applications for TEDx and, you know, right around the time, 
you know, uh, the elections, the 2016 elections here had happened and Trump got elected. And the, this place was, <laughs> this place, I mean, America was pretty uh, <laughs> uncomfortable with the realities they, they faced with the, the election. And so uh, regardless of what side you are, you are, you're on, the division was pretty clear. And um, my services became really in demand. And I was so grateful that I didn't stop working on my craft uh, once I started the podcast because once people started to find my page, it was um, clear that I've been doing it for a while. It wasn't on, you know, it wasn't like on trend or this guy's just doing it on trend. So that's the other lesson that I wanted to share with you all. Don't just do something uh, because it's trendy. And even if you start doing it because it's trendy, there's nothing necessarily um, uh, wrong with that if you start that way, make sure you're consistent. And so the lesson here is to be consistent. Uh, uh, you know, don't just apply it. Don't just go from trend to trend. Be consistent with something you feel that is um, worthy of your skills or of your interest. And so I was able to get three TEDx talks in 2017, I think. Yeah, 2017. And those three TEDx talks further validated um, a lot of the, the work that I was doing. And then I, st I started to get some, you know, clients and, you know, with my company, I, I was working with other companies uh, with, with consultant. And so I started to figure out different ways to diversify income. So this is one of the things, if you're thinking about the coronavirus and COVID-19, it's very important to figure out how to diversify and leverage your um, uh, income. And so it was now coaching, speaking, uh, con you know, consulting. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And, um, you know, occasional sponsorship with the podcast. And so there was that. And then I got it in my head that I want to write a book. I've always been a writer. I've been a writer since I was 15. I am 30 now. So it's 15 years of, of writing. You know, I've been writing blogs. I started off with poetry. I'm uh, a poet. It's my most vulnerable <laughs> uh, form of expression. Also my favorite form of expression. Um, and uh, so, you know, I want to be a published author. You know, I want to do this. <laughs> uh, and so I, I, I started uh, being intentional about seeking out editors in, in publishing houses. And um, I, I started also creating frameworks for what my book would be, which is Use Your Difference to Make a Difference. I had the title. It's my mission statement. And it's all, it was going to be on connecting across cultures. And so the practice of talking and speaking and giving several keynotes gave me a framework that I could develop and pitch. And so 
the book came about, uh, you know, after a year of <laughs> pursuing editors, and then that's uh, that's another form of income. But I'm saying all this for you all to understand that the journey to your true self is an ongoing thing, right? You know, as, as you've heard in my story, you know, I followed my curiosities, right? I was curious about, you know, getting the message out there and the, the best way I could do it without any permission, asking permission from anyone was to create my own. And so podcasting, and then through podcasting, you start to listen to the audience. The audience wanted more of me. They wanted me to speak, wanted me to come up with different uh, things that I could, I could teach. And then that led to, you know, me, you know, sort of doing those things. And then I uh, got to the place where I didn't have as much faith in myself. And my mentor fired me. And then I said, I can either get another job or figure out how to make a living with my message. And so it really got me to be proactive and, and even more consistent than I had been. And so I put myself out there even more. And then figure out how to diversify uh, my income because uh, the, the thing is uh, a lot of people in our positions, people who aspire, who aspire to make a difference in the world, we sometimes are our own worst enemies because we don't feel like we should charge. <laughs> I know I have that problem. We don't feel like we should charge for certain things that we, are, we have trained all our lives for uh, and other people do. So if we don't do that, um, we're not going to be able to one, build a community, but we're also not going to be able to to offer the world what it needs because the people that would pay are sometimes people that are in positions of power to do other things. And so think about how you can amplify um, the world and make people even uh, better because of your skills. Because if you empower those people with, with power, they're going to spread your message. And that's how I had to see it. Uh, and then, yeah, and, 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 you know, just consistently do what you love. You know, the podcast with me is... <laughs> easily the freest thing I've done. I mean, I've had a few sponsors uh, here and there, but you know, it doesn't break the bank or anything. It's, it's uh, it, but it's something that I, I have never missed a week on. Right. Uh, and it's been because of you, all of you who would, who would listen every week, <laughs> who would comment or share or talk about, Hey, I like this episode, or I wasn't sure about that guest or any of that. I always appreciate all the messages. And I am so grateful. I am so grateful to you all that a lot of you have stayed. Stayed through the journey. You listen to this kid from Lagos, Nigeria. Just a kid from Lagos, Nigeria with a mission to bring people of all backgrounds together, to show people that they mattered, uh, and to just continue with me on this journey. Uh, a few things that I that I want to share with you all before I close or before I um, attach my uh, my YouTube video yet to this is I want to update you. I'm delivering a few free webinars, one on April 1st, one on April 2nd, one on April 3rd. April 1st is on how to build a personal brand. Uh, April 2nd is on storytelling. April 3rd is on building a speaking career, right? All these will be put in the, in the show notes so you can register for the webinars there. Uh, make sure you do that. And even if you, you, you can't make it on time, still register because uh, I could send you the recording after that. And I will also um, be working more and more with, with, all, with people who want to work with me in, in a one-on-one uh, -on -one capacity. And I'm, I have a Patreon account that I've created. So I wanna create a community of people who are more interested in exploring 
their careers in, you know, building their personal brand, whatever it is, by being a change maker, on people who are interested in exploring race, identity, diversity, equity, inclusion. I want to build a community of those people where I can help teach um, certain things, but I can also uh, work with you one-on-one on your stories and your pitches and your different things. And with Patreon, you have different tiers that you can pledge for, you know, and I believe the tiers I have are from $5, $5 a month, $10 a month, and then there's um, $50 a month, and then there's $75 a month. And so figure out which tier you want to work on. This is, um, you know, um, a great alternative to my um, one-on-one coach coaching packages that I that I uh, that I normally offer. So um, please, you know, if you feel like you and a bunch of people in this time want to professionally develop, uh, feel free to join. I'll put the Patreon link in there as well, so you can pledge whatever tier you want to do. Uh, and so we'll you know we'll we'll <laughs> we'll make sure that we we build something amazing out of that. And then what else is there to share? Um, yeah, last thing I want to share is before I send the before I talk about how to diversify, uh, how to improve your diversity, equity, inclusion in the time of COVID nineteen. Last thing I want to share is to really prioritize your health. I think self care is very important. Two big things that I've done that have helped me uh, with my self care include meditating and going to therapy. I, you know, uh, with therapy, it's a great way to have a mirror to you, a you know, mirror reflected back to you where you can see things you can work on to be your best self. And I use BetterHelp. I'll include my BetterHelp link. Um, they give each BetterHelp user a link to share. Um, and so if you use that, I think you get a free week. So um, I'll put that there as well. Uh, please look into that, especially now. Their, their therapy is online, so you can do video calls you can do just phone calls or you can do text or you can do all three and now with with what's going on uh, you know I'm, I'm sure there are many anxieties and uh, and uh, that are being experienced and a lot of people having a lot of childhood traumas being triggered so feel free to use that please don't uh, limit your self-care and the other thing that I was I was, I was working on is meditation you know I use uh breathe the breathe app and the calm app uh, those those two help but I love you all. Thank you so much for being with me on this journey. I can't believe it. Actually, I can. But um, it's humbling still. 500 episodes. Thank you so much. I freaking love you all. All right. Uh, that is all I have to say today. And now enjoy my uh, presentation, I guess, or episode of Use Your Difference to Make a Difference on how to apply diversity, equity, inclusion in the age of COVID-19. Diversity, equity, and inclusion during COVID-19 or the coronavirus. How can we ensure that our employees and our colleagues are better protected during moments of crisis? How can we ensure that people are seen for who they are? How can we make sure that everyone experiences their full spectrum of humanity, regardless of what's going on in the world. I've got a few letters that could show you how. So A, always check in. I'm not talking about check in with the prototypical, hey, how are you doing? And then walk off. No, I'm talking about checking in with your colleagues, your boss, your, your subordinates, and everyone around you that's involved in a project in your company or in your school or in your, in your institution in such a way where you're saying, hey, how's the project going? How are you doing mentally today? 
Do you feel like we've set the right parameters for you to fulfill this project? If not, what will you need to fulfill the project? Are there other things that are bothering you that we haven't discussed? These are certain things that allow you to gain insight into who you're working with and into who you're teaching or who works for you. Now, when we don't do this, we're not able to develop empathy. We're not able to develop compassion. We're also not able to understand the worlds of the people that we lead. And then you never will be inclusive. So A, always check in. B, be bold about who you are. Now is the time for you, companies and institutions, to reveal who you really want to be. You know, I think a lot of times people will write their value statements or their mission statements and say, this is who you aspire to be and this is what we're saying. But be bold about who you are. Because during this time, we've seen microaggressions heighten. We've seen several marginalized groups come out and talk about things that have bothered them. We've also seen a lot of silence in response to, the, to these claims and to these reports and to these real feelings. Are you gonna be bold about who you are? Now is not the time to shy away from difficult situations because of the revelations that have come about. A lot of revelations that have come about are the microaggressive comments that people have said, the racist comments that people have said due to the misunderstanding of the virus or the lack of protection for several marginalized groups. Of course, a lot of companies and institutions are coming face to face with the fact that they haven't been as, I guess, protective as they should have been or as diligent as they should have been with their health insurances and their packages and every other thing that they should have been doing. But now is not the time to be shy or to be silent. Be bold about who you are and the changes that you're willing to make. C, constantly call people in. Now this is a very important step to follow being bold because the idea of constantly calling people in is making sure that you set a calendar, a time on your calendar to ensure that every group in your company, every stakeholder in your company is being heard. And the way that you can do that is by constantly calling people in. Make note of the things that are being harmed right now. Paid time off, health insurance, you know, ability to work from home, uh, vacation days, all these things, health, you know, he uh, mental health days, all these things that are constantly affecting people right now in today's world due to the COVID virus. How can you now have a regular time to call in people and see if there's progress? Because it's one thing to be bold about the changes you're gonna make and to be bold about who you're gonna be. But if you're not constantly calling in, you're not gonna have any level of accountability. So call people in. Another thing that's important to do as you're calling in is to ensure that people know that they're not gonna be fired for revealing certain things that bother them. You know, this is gonna be a very uncomfortable process for many companies because a lot of times you're gonna to have to come to terms with some things that might have escaped your lens because of a privilege that exists. You are now in a position as an organization to listen and to demystify these stigmas. What are the resources that are now needed for everyone to feel like they are part of the company, okay? After you call people in, it's time to detect the cracks. You know, when you're calling people in, you're going to hear a lot of people with a lot of complaints and very, very, very valid complaints. But how are you going to make sure that this doesn't happen again? It's by detecting the cracks. 
what in the system allowed for this to slip through everyone before? How do you make sure that this doesn't happen again? How can you put a force, a task force in, in, in plan and in, in motion so that these things don't slip through the cracks again? How will you detect the cracks? And who are the people that will make sure it doesn't happen again? What are the resources that you will now invest in to ensure that this doesn't happen again? This leads me to the last letter, E, embrace flexibility. With the virus, we've seen that a lot of companies have been forced to send their employees home. They've been forced to come up with virtual options to make sure that business is still moving, business stays booming, and business stays operating. And what that has revealed is that it is possible to work from home if you put certain systems in place. So, will you be flexible with the people you hire? Will you be flexible when someone that has a different ability is applying for your job and can do your job and is very competent, but maybe that person needs to be home? Will you hire that person? Will you be more mindful of people who are immunocompromised? Will you create a safe space in your workplace so that anyone who's immunocompromised can feel like they can say they're immunocompromised and not feel like something is wrong with them? How will you make sure that this is something that you're including in your company culture? Embrace flexibility. Now, I'm not saying that you should now make sure your workforce is all virtual. All I'm saying is that if you create a culture where people feel like they can come to you if they have certain things that you might not physically see or certain things that you can physically see, they understand that they're not gonna be stigmatized. Always check in. Be bold about who you are. Constantly call in. Detect the cracks. And embrace flexibility. I firmly believe that if we try these five methods, we'll be better prepared for crisis. But we'll also, more importantly, be able to protect our colleagues, our neighbors, and our friends during moments of unforeseen disasters or unpredictable moments. Always check in, be bold about who you are, consistently call in, detect the cracks, and embrace flexibility. Till the next episode, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.